Hello, everyone. My name is Steve Hay. I'm the care director at Jacobsville Church, and we are in the third part of a series that we're calling the Relationship Dance. Uh, in our first podcast, we talked about the word fat, F-A-T, that stands for feelings, actions, and thoughts, and how uh, thinking of it as a, as a dance, this ongoing pattern that is developed by a husband and wife, by a people in a relationship, and, and thinking of it somewhat in the, in the sense of a, a figure eight, a figure eight that is lying on its side with the, the husband on one side and the wife on the other side, and there's this continual line that flows between the two of them. And that, can, that flow can either be done in a real healthy way or an unhealthy way. And in the second part, we looked more specifically at the patterns. Uh, the patterns being that uh, there can be this pursue, pursue. This is a, a healthy sort of relationship where uh, the husband and wife are, are both desiring to make connections, not just in a physical way, but emotionally, uh, spiritually. They're, they're having open communication. And yes, there will be those problems that come along, but then they're taking the time to, to talk about those and figuring out, okay, what's, what's the trigger here? What's going on? And, and why, why is that trigger there? Uh, there were other types of patterns. There was the pursue withdrawal and then the withdrawal withdrawal. And each of those getting increasingly unhealthy in, in the relationship. And really not a time we would encourage uh, to say that's not a time to throw in the towel, but rather a time that you really need to seriously look at the dynamics. You probably need to take some time at the very least uh, where you and your spouse can talk privately about what's going on, maybe seek help through, uh, through the church or through a professional counselor, but uh, to take steps to address what is going on. So in our, in our third one, we want to talk about today uh, the idea of conflict. We are all going to have conflict. It's, it's inevitable. Uh, even in the Bible, it says that uh, it, when people become followers of Christ, that we're still going to face difficulties. And so joining me today is, is Gina Young, and she has this idea that uh, six ways that conflict can be our ally. So interested to hear what, uh, what Gina has to say about this. So welcome, Gina. Thank you. So tell us about this idea, and uh, let's get started with the first one then. All right. So the first one that I want to encourage people to think about when you think about how conflict can be your ally is uh, as a mental reframe. So choosing to see the conflict in such a way that you say, you know what, this is actually a good thing um, is a hopeful shift mentally. And um, it's not uncommon for people to feel like if you're in conflict with me, you're my enemy. Um, and so rather than thinking that way, to shift it and say, you know what, they're not my enemy. This is actually uh, something that can um, maybe help us dialogue and, and can uh, lead to authenticity and um, intimacy. So if you see that you have conflict um, with a friend and you're trying to you know, understand it, um, you know, choosing to say, you know, this is actually a good thing can be really helpful. Um, the next. So, yeah. I would just, just jump in here. I, I want to just yeah. respond for just a minute, Gina, because it, I think this is something I struggle with. I, I think that that mental reframe 
that there are times where somebody can say something to me and, and immediately my thoughts go, I'd have to admit, sometimes negative. Yes. You know, that, that I, get, I get defensive. I, I suddenly have to, you know, take my stand and, and just uh, put up the armor and, and gosh, that person doesn't respect me. That person doesn't understand me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that bull in the China market and just uh, kind of, but you're saying, hey, wait, wait pause and then do this, this mental reframe. Yes. And I mean, that's a huge challenge for me too, to really see it as um, this person is, uh, sharing something with me, um, and uh, you know whatever conflict is happening, it's giving me information, and so I want to actually take the information and and see it as this is an opportunity rather than uh, this person's an enemy, and I need to shut it all down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good, good uh, first way that uh, conflict can be an ally, and that's just reframing that that thought. What is what is the second way? Yeah, it kind of leads into that second way of greater intimacy, right? So if somebody has come to you and said something, um, it's basically giving you an opportunity to know and understand them better, right? Whatever caused the conflict was something that was really important to them. So um, just them sharing their personal value with you is um, something that you can say, wow, this is super important to them and, um, you know, we can maybe talk about this in such a way where we can grow deeper in our intimacy rather than having it create so much uh, friction. And in that, trust can be built. Um, There's an understanding that's built, respect and value and vulnerability, um, rather than having this attacking demeanor or um, maybe trivializing them. Um, So I I like to look at that as, again, that opportunity for just getting to know yourself, but also the other person better. So, so, Oftentimes, people will hear the word intimacy and, and, and think sexually. Mm. But that's not what you're talking about here necessarily. No, I, I like to think of the word intimacy as into me see, right? You're looking into me. You're seeing into that, that part of my soul or that, that part of me that's really valuable and that I care a lot about. And that kind of makes me me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thank you for uh, clarifying that. Um, so it's... It, it can be with anyone, basically. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So, so you walk into a room and somebody says something, there is a sense that that person in, in sharing those feelings, they're, they're opening themselves up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're being vulnerable. And it's not, it's something that is true for them and not for you to jump to some conclusion or uh, some defensive mode but to really take that step of, of realizing, hey, this is this person is sharing something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. It, it is that intimate idea that more than just at the surface of life. Mm-hmm. It can be, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. How about uh, number three? Um, so this is a self-expression, right? A relationship that involves two different people is going to have conflict. Therefore, if conflict is inevitable, you might as well learn to do it well, right? So use that conflict in situations to maybe practice those interpersonal skills, um, have a, a proper body language, uh, re- respectfully confronting behaviors or confidently expressing your own emotions or your own thoughts or your own opinions. Uh, used wisely, you know, self-expression can build up rather than tear down relationships. 
Uh, so you have to have a little bit of confidence when mm-hmm. you're dealing with conflict in this way, but it also it can um, be an opportunity for you to really you know, get to know yourself, but also express yourself. So, so in that expression, you, you mentioned uh, interpersonal skills such as open body language. What, what does that mean, open body language? Uh, well, so often when we start getting into conflict, um, our eyes start going away from each other. They are cast down. Um, our body turns. We turn our back. You know, we're no longer in this kind of like receptive, open, I'm here to hear what you have to say kind of attitude or posture. Um, and so if we keep that posture of like, you know what? I don't want to shut this person out. I don't want to shut it down. I actually want to open up to what's being said. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, especially when you're feeling like maybe the other person is attacking you or what they're saying is really confrontational or you really disagree with it. Um, Because oftentimes we, again, we want to go into that defensive self-protection mode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is this? Uh, I also wanted to ask you, you had also said uh, in the self-expression to be respectfully confronting behaviors. How, how might, how, what would that look like? Uh, well, if there's conflict, it's possible that the other person is in the wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so rather than just taking it on and saying, okay, this is all about me and I have to change all of this, um, you know, it could be a chance to uh, say, hey, you know, when you said this in this tone, um, I felt really degraded. I felt like uh, you were disrespecting me and I, I didn't appreciate that. And so you do share it. You don't necessarily say, well, you ah, da, 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 you know, and go off mm-hmm, and maybe mm-hmm. mimic what they did. Um, and basically, you know, you're both in the wrong at that point. Um, but really to take the time to say, okay, you know, I can um, bring it up so the other person knows that this is how it impacts me. I've heard from several different sources that when having conversations, oftentimes it's better to use I statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what you're getting to here is, is this is how I feel or this is how it's impacting me rather than shoving it, this is what you do or this is what you say. Yeah, oftentimes if you start using the you statement, the other person is going to get defensive. It's just typical how it happens. Mm-hmm. And so the more that... Um, you can kind of keep it slow, keep that temperature down of like, I'm feeling this way. You're allowing the other person to be able to hear what it is that you're saying, because as soon as they start um, feeling defensive, the likelihood that they're actually going to take in what you're trying to say is much less. And ultimately your goal is to have them hear what you have to say rather than have them shut down. So number one was a mental reframe. Then we talked about greater intimacy and self-expression Let's go on to number four. So this is value identification. Uh, So sometimes it's hard to identify what's important to you until it's maybe rubbed the wrong way, threatened, or or even attacked. Um, If a comment or action maybe triggers a strong response, conflict provides that opportunity to understand your own values. So as the analogy goes, if you're holding a cup of coffee and someone bumps into you and you spill it, the natural thought is that the other person caused you to spill coffee. However, if coffee was not in the cup, you would not have spilled coffee. So getting bumped in conflict is kind of an opportunity to really see what's in your heart. And you can um, then decide like, ooh, do I like what's in my heart? Or yeah. did what come out of my heart really not align with the values that I truly have? So we really 
this is a part where in conflict you kind of need to look internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bringing using that example of a cup of coffee. Okay, what's in my cup? Mm-hmm. Am I carrying this cup of of anger or resentment or contentment? Mm-hmm. And okay, now you've just bumped into me, and that's coming spilling out. Right, and it has nothing to do with you. It's it's just what I'm carrying around in my cup. Yeah, yeah. So what do you, what, what would I do with that? Well, part of it is recognizing: um, Does this really align with who I want to be and who I say I am? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're driving down the road and you're you're flipping off everybody because of how they're driving around you, um, you know, then who that that might not be about them. That might be about me and me thinking that I'm superior. Do I do I really think that I'm acting that way? And so you can see: Do I value other people the way that I say I value people? Am I acting that out in the way that I want to mm-hmm. continue to act mm-hmm. it out? And and so it's okay. This is causing a lot of conflict for me. It's causing conflict with these other drivers around me. Um, but I'm, I'm really, you know, able to then slow it down and say, that's not, um, really what I value and therefore I want to maybe change it. So value identification, that, mm-hmm. that sounds like a lot of internal looking it's, and yeah, work it's, there. It's some work. <laughs> okay. Number five. Uh, distress tolerance. So conflict is messy and generally unpleasant. Uh, you may be tempted to avoid it to reduce the emotional toll or maybe try to resolve it as quickly as possible to move on. No matter your typical response to conflict, managing the stress you feel is part of the process. Are you able to take care of yourself even when someone is cold or unforgiving? Do you deny yourself opportunities for conflict resolution by maybe avoiding conversations? So identifying how you manage the conflict well and not so well can give you clues how to tolerate your distress more successfully. So that's um, something that you can look at with, with conflict. So that, that, again, continues that idea of kind of looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a key piece here. We, knowing that there's going to be conflict there, uh, we are not on this earth to change somebody else. Mm-hmm. We are here to really, we're the only person that we can take care of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. And, and, and allow and, God to change. And allow yeah. God to change. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And so, uh, you know, knowing that there's this messiness, unpleasantness, um, yeah, I, pretty much I, I, there's an awful lot of people that I'm aware of that just avoid it. Mm-hmm. Avoid conflict. And, and I think I grew up in a situation much like that, that we didn't talk a lot about it. Mm-mm. And 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 there were situations I I was uh, have been involved in even as an adult where the person I was having a conflict with just didn't even want to talk about it and and I know they assumed that if you didn't eventually it would just go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and in some ways that's the way that they have found was most successful for them, and and so recognizing that it works for them at some level. Um, is it ideal? No, but even then you can kind of give them that grace that is so necessary sometimes. But then also grace for yourself. Like, I didn't know how to deal with the conflict in this situation, so that's why I did avoid it. And I don't want to avoid it moving forward, but I can see why I did what I did. And so rather than shaming yourself, you know, looking at, okay, I'm growing through this, and I want to continue to grow through it, but I'm not going to do it perfectly mm-hmm. every single time. Uh, and so in that moment, I probably needed to avoid it because that's what I 
what's that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so it's kind of this ebb and flow again of like trying to figure out, you know, where is it that you're you're growing and you're you're maturing and you're moving, and and where is it that you need to continue to give yourself uh, kind of that that grace. Sure. So six ways conflict can be your ally. We're, we're already at the last one. Yes. So the last one is humility. So no one likes to be wrong, right? Um, it is always um, really hard to be around someone who, uh, let me start over. Um, it's, it's really hard to be around someone who's always right. Um, so, you know, taking that time to think about, okay, there are ways that I'm probably not right here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. taking that posture of humility of, you know, what can I learn from this situation? How can I um, really acknowledge the way that I've hurt someone and that I need to love them more? Um, it gives us an opportunity to uh, take on that humility by loving them uh, and allowing them to maybe be right um, and acknowledging the value that they have, the thoughts, the feelings, the behaviors, desires, and dreams in such a way that honors and esteems them. And so it's hard to do that. It's mm-hmm. hard to take that posture, um, but conflict gives us that opportunity. So, you know, as we, we've talked about here at uh, Jacob's Well, the idea that um, we can bring about change from the inside out, mm-hmm. that uh, many of these things that you've, you've talked about, uh, the, the idea of the mental reframe, uh, the idea of self-expression, value identification, uh, distress tolerance and humility. That's really the, the individual in the conflict taking steps to be more approachable, to be more vulnerable, mm-hmm. to, uh, to be willing to share what are those, those thoughts, what are those feelings, before it comes out negative in, in, in an action that just can cause barriers to be set up, cause problems to arise that go even deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyone who's been in a conflict who has tried to deal with the conflict um, with someone else who's not in a very healthy place or maybe not in a very safe place, uh, it becomes even that much more difficult. And so rather than looking at the situation as, well, that was just hopeless and you know we're never going to get to a place where it's resolved, therefore, you know, just... It's it's a failure kind of situation to look at it and say, you know what, even if we don't get to a place where we're healthy together, um, there are some things that I learned from that. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I learned from about myself. There are some ways that I know that I don't want to treat other people um, in the future or that I've been treated that did not go so well or ways that I haven't felt very safe or ways that I've felt shamed that I don't want to do when I'm in conflict with someone else. And so um, you know, all of these situations, we can say, okay, of course, there's the hope of God. Um, and so how how do we look to that hope? How do we look mm-hmm. to what's actually good about some of these really tough situations that we often find ourselves in? Yeah, and I, I would further that by saying if we look at uh, the life of Christ, mm-hmm. that there are many examples that we can draw from that, that where he took some mm-hmm. of these, these same ways that you've just just talked about Mm -hmm. so thank you thank you for sharing those and we have uh, been in a series of of three podcasts now that uh, talk about the relationship dance if these have uh, touched something in your life that uh, you just need somebody to talk to uh, please 
find that uh, trusted person, maybe, and hopefully your spouse. Uh, if not, a good friend, or please come and check us, uh, give us a message at, uh, that we can help you through the church here. We, uh, we are here to journey with you to help bring healing and health to all of your relationships. And so if that's something that we can do, we would uh, appreciate that opportunity. So thanks again, Gina, for, for joining with me, and God bless you all. Goodbye. Thank you.